Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I am your host, James McLean. Listen, it's getting that time of the year where a lot of parents of uh, graduating seniors, seniors who are graduating college pretty soon, are beginning to wonder, is my child ready for the next step? Are they ready for that career? Well, unfortunately, many are not. And that's why our guest today, Beth Hiller-Grunt, has written the book, The Next Great Step, The Parent's Guide. Uh, to launching your new grad. We go over a lot of information about why graduating senior, graduating college students are not prepared for the work market. They're not prepared for a career. And she gives us some practical insight and tips on how to better prepare your, your student. Listen, not only do you need to listen to this podcast, but you need to check out the show notes and go to her site and get the information that she has. This is a wonderful wonderful interview that you're really going to want to listen to more than once so that you can get this information and maybe even contact her to get some coaching for your uh, student as they're getting ready to graduate. So let's get right to our interview with Ms. Beth Kindler Grant. Beth, welcome to our show today. Thank you for being our guest. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to have you there. It's kind of funny how things all kind of work together, uh, that we just go to a, a, a site that encourages collaboration between podcasts and podcast guests, and we connected there, and I immediately knew this is someone that our, that our audience would find of value. So I am very excited about our time today. Me too. Well, our audience heard a little bit. Uh, about you from me at the beginning and in our intro, but they always love to hear a little bit more from our guests about. So if you wouldn't mind, introduce yourself to our audience today. Sure. So I'm Beth Hendler-Grunt. I am the CEO and founder of Next Great Step, and I'm also an author of my new book, The Next Great Step, The Parent's Guide to Launching Your New Grad into a Career. And we at Next Great Step support young adults really to do two things. One, to figure out um, what do they want to do with their life and their career? And once they start to figure that out, we teach them how to do that in a way where they are highly effective in landing the internship, first job, uh, and beyond that they desire and that they, they deserve. So how long have you been doing this? How long, how long have you been engaged in this? And, and really, how, what, what caused you to be interested in this? You know, what was uh, created this passion within you? Yeah, so I launched this company about seven and a half years ago. Hmm. And prior to that, I was actually a consultant to CEOs and their executive teams. And that's kind of what started. And prior to that, I was in sales in the tech sector. But when I was in consulting, I'd work with many companies and we'd always talk about hiring. And executives would say, you know, I'd really love to hire a recent grad, but I'm not going to because I don't want to have to babysit them they don't understand the problems that are facing us and i just don't have the time to hold their hand and i'm also of the age and became of the age where i had lots of friends that i don't get it my kid went to a great school they have great grades they cannot get a job so i saw that there was this disconnect in the market and i thought you know what if i thought taught some of the techniques that i teach ceos and executives about how to have a strategy 
how to differentiate yourself, how to articulate your value. And what if I brought that in a really simple way to young people to teach them how to navigate the job market and finding, figuring out what kind of job to get and how to get that first job. And that's how Next Great Step was born. So you just mentioned in the, a disconnect in the market. And, and that was kind of going to be where I wanted to jump into the question is what, what is this problem? Why is there such a disconnect? Why are we having graduates coming out of college that are unable to find their passion, their careers to help them find what they want to do in life? What, what is going on here? I think the disconnect comes in a couple of ways from a couple of different people. So first of all, as our young adults, probably the ones that are, you know, growing up now, probably we're told and, you know, look, I'm a parent of a college student and recent grad. So I'm like mm -hmm. living this real time, but we've, you know, we're supporting our kids. We've told them that they can do anything, that they can be anything. They're also of the generation where everybody kind of gets a trophy just for showing up. And there's a lot that's sold to them of it saying, Hey, you go to college or you do all these things. You get the good grades, you go to class, you, you're going to have a great job when you leave, you know, or that what was promised on the, on the campus tour. And that's not happening the way a lot of young adults expected. And likewise, parents also thought, you know, I've kind of done the job. We launched them and we got them into college. There's so much energy focused on getting into school. I don't think there's enough energy put on getting out. There's a lot of assumption mm -hmm. of like, oh, well, the school will take it from here. And hopefully everything, again, will work itself out. It doesn't always happen. And then the other disconnect is that employers are really expecting young adults to come to them with clarity about their direction and how they can add value to a company and want to see that in an interview. So when a candidate shows up and say, oh, I really want this job because this will be great for me. An employer doesn't really care that it's great for you. Of course, that's a nice thing. They want it to be great for them. So I think there's all these different ideas and mindsets around first jobs and what it should be like and who should be doing what. And I, and overall, there's this overall disconnect primarily between what young adults are, you know, planning on and what yeah. uh, employers are expecting. I love that the, the way you're leading us in that direction, talking about there's such a difference between what potential employees and these recent graduates are viewing their first job to be versus what, why, why is there, how has this happened? Because, you know, I'm, I'm in my early fifties. I, I, I have a, a 20, uh, 22 year old and a 19 year old. I had to think for a moment, make sure I got the ages right. So I have a recent graduate who is, is very well in their first job and one that's in, in school still. And I see that their expectations were much different than mine coming out of school what has happened? Why is this, you know, what, in your opinion, what's going on here? Well, it's funny. And I talked to my own son about this. So he's in grad school now. And, you know, our kids grew up with a device in their hand. Mm -hmm. And he'll say to me, you know, it's not my fault that you put this device in my hand. And it doesn't always match to what a uh, a working world or employer expectation in terms of conversation, picking up the phone to speak versus texting or communicating over social media. And I think we also have now, I have all these kids coming out of COVID who were not given the experiences that maybe they would have had, whether it's internships or just the chance to interact. And I think also there's a huge amount of fear um, there's a huge amount of mental health issues going on. I mean, the level of anxiety 
that I can't even tell you the kids that call me and say like, I'm paralyzed. I cannot write a cover letter. I'm like, really? the cover letter is the least of your worries right now. <laughs> wow. And it's just, I, I don't know. I think whether we've given our kids a lot, look, we want to as this generation of parents, like you and I, but I think also maybe they haven't had the chance to practice some of the skills that we assume that they would either learn at school or learn along the way. And it's not always happening. They're not always comfortable reaching out to someone, asking questions, being curious. And then if they don't hear back, they're just taking it so personally of like, oh, that person must not like me at all. And they've ghosted me. So forget it. I'm not applying. I'm not talking to anyone else. It's like they give up really easily. I don't always see the grit and tenacity uh, that I would like to in young adults. I think they're just very easily um, discouraged and uh, they're not sure how to move forward. Mm. We see that in, in, in so many other areas as well. And I think there is this misconception from some parents and those who work with, with youth as well that, hey, if we can just get them into school, all these problems can be taken care of. Yeah, um, but it's it's not happening at all. I mean, I know there's schools having career placement centers, but those don't seem to be developing maybe the the uh, the self image, the the grit that 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 is working on. And one of the issues with you know, I, I've spoken to many different career services at lots of different universities offering to support and help. And there's either like one of two mindsets of like, hey, we have it under control, we don't need any mm -hmm. outside help which clearly they don't, or they don't still have the resources put towards it. You know, there was one school I spoke to, a very large public university where there were 16 people for 20,000 students. There's no way they're going to be able to give the amount of attention that a student needs just with that amount of resource. So, you know, it depends on how the priority is aligned and where the money goes at a university. And, and the fault is also on the part of the student. Well, they'll say, mm -hmm. oh, I don't need that. My parents are connected. They're going to introduce me to somebody when I graduate or I'm fine. I'll deal with it later. So there's like this dual thing. It's not required. You don't have to go for credit, which is another issue. So it's a combination where schools have to market it and sell it on kids to go and kids have to want to go and think that it's an urgency and just doesn't always connect. So what, can, what would you recommend? to a young person who's getting ready to graduate, what can they do to prepare themselves? Just just in a, a couple of tips that, that that young person that's listened to is saying, hey, you're describing me. I, 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 I'm frozen right now. I don't know what to do. I'm graduating and I'm freaking out. And, that, that's, yeah. and, and I, before I even go there, I yeah. said, that is such a different concept because I remember my class, there was very, very, very few of us when we graduated that were fearful of the next step. Now there were lots of us that were fearful of, I'm going to lose my friends. I'm going to be disconnected from this community. It's been a part, but none of us that I can remember were like, Hey, I don't want to get a job. So we were all like, Ooh, I'm ready for that next step. There were occasionally some of those and they just, they, they came, you know, the perennial students, they just came back and changed their major every year to keep, keep staying in school. So <laughs> It's such a different concept, but, but that young person that's listening to us right now, that's like, James, Beth, you're describing me. You guys are talking about me. Help me. Give me something to start with. What's, what should, what could, what can we say to them? So the first thing is just take a deep breath and that you are not alone as much as you think you are the only one. I get this all the time. People say, I'm the only one who doesn't have a job. All my friends have a job. I understand it might feel that way. You are not by yourself. 
getting that first job is harder than many expect. So just kind of don't be so hard on yourself, take, take a minute. In terms of real practical tips on what you can do, the first thing is don't run to the job board. Take a moment to do some what I call a self-assessment. And it's really about what I talk about is your skills. What are your core skills? What are the top three skills that you have that you know that you can do well, that you'd like to utilize, or you'd like to expand and learn more? And a skill is not saying I'm a hard worker. A skill is I'm good at problem solving. I know how to research. Mm-hmm. I know how to sell, or I'm good at customer service. I'm creative. You know, think about what you've done. And by the way, you may have had an internship or part-time job. Maybe you didn't. But think about your classes, group projects, any place where you demonstrated that skill. Because you can't just say it. You have to actually have an example of where you did it. And you need a story to tell someone, all right, I, I think I'm really good at research. Let me tell you about a time that I did research for a project for my capstone class. And we have a framework where we teach people how to say that in a really concise way to get the point across. And once you start getting some clarity initially on those three skills, that's what should guide you. That should guide you on the type of companies to look for that utilize those skills or the types of industries that, you know, and then lead that towards what are the core geographies you wanna be in? How do you prioritize what parts of the country where you wanna work? Maybe it's remote and just start there because I think once you get clarity on your skills, the rest will fall into place in terms of then think about, well, who do I know or who's in my network? Mm-hmm. Who went to my school that is doing a job that I want that might be using those skills? And one of my favorite platforms is LinkedIn. It's free. It's easy. Everybody's on it. And it's an incredible search tool, just like Google is. LinkedIn, you can search and you can use your own alumni. I'm not, a lot of kids don't even realize this. When you click on that little icon of the school that you went to, it brings you to your university page and you can search for people who had the same major, who graduated maybe five to seven years ahead of you and are in an entry level job or in certain cities, work for certain companies. And you can reach out to them saying, like you, I'm a fellow alum from the same school. I'm really interested in learning more about what you do, or I see that you're doing this kind of role. I'd like to connect to learn more. And those simple connections and making this what we call your network is how people have a much better chance of getting hired than just blindly applying. You have to remember that people hire people, not an algorithm, not an AI. Ultimately, you have to get to somebody who's in a role or in a position that can really refer you or get you to the right person. And those are just some simple steps to get started it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. You know, when you were going through that, you said the first thing was kind of that self-assessment, figure out what you were good at, what your passions are, what you like. I, my first thought, and, it was, and I hated that I went to the negative on this, is what about that kid who does that self-assessment and they look at it and say, oh my gosh, what I like, what I love does not align with what I just spent the last several years as a major on. I got to start all over again. Is that the case? What do we do with someone like that? Because that happens more than more oh, often than not. That happens all the time. That happens all the time. And I but think they're going to freak when, out when they do that. That's, yeah, that's the and, first and thing. They're going to freak out. And they're afraid to tell their parents or whoever, you know, or like I just spent all this money or my parents helped invest all this money in school and I don't want to do what I just studied, which is obviously a really hard pill to swallow. But with all that being said, it's not, it wasn't a waste. You learn skills that you would not have learned if you didn't have that experience. You have to kind of 
take again, take a moment and that's okay. Many, many people pursue careers and jobs that are not exactly aligned. If you're a psychology major, you may not always be a psychologist or a therapist or social worker. You may go on to be in sales or you could be in you know, business analytics. You could, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to transfer knowledge and majors into other areas. I think it's much more important. And I think we're seeing this now, by the way, with the STEM majors who are really worried because of all these layoffs that are going on. I think you have to, look, it's not always a perfect science. You're 18 years old when you're picking a major. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be perfect. It's how can you take what you've learned and acquired during that time and think about how can I transfer those skills into a job? Look, there's plenty of English majors or philosophy majors who go on to roles in finance and tech. They may have not learned the specifics, but I think there's ways once you start to investigate the areas that you do like, companies are just looking for you to connect the dots. Tell me about a time that you had to solve a problem, or maybe you did your own investing, or maybe you built some kind of uh, robot on the side. You know, there's ways to show how you have an interest in an area, even if it wasn't your exact major. So you would invite, you would, you would encourage them by saying that major is not going to, whether or not you have it or don't have it, is not going to lock you out of something that you feel passionate about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's uh, hopefully somebody's listening out there. They're, they're feeling a little bit of relief on this. Um, so let's switch now to the parents. All right. You got a parent that's also listening hey, anxiety. They got Susie or Johnny's coming yeah. home in a few months, yeah. or maybe, uh, maybe when we were recording this, we're in December. So we're, we're right at the precipice. So some of them may be having, uh, you know, mid, mid-year graduations and they may be graduating and, and they're worried about this too. What can, what are some steps that, that a parent can do? you know, that can help their child get it because they don't want them living at home for the rest of their life. No, and nor do parents want their kids living at home on their payroll for the rest of their life either. Um, I think parents, very similar to what I advise students, but I think it's more of, you know, sometimes as parents, we reimpose our own expectations or missed chances or things onto our kids and hoping that Mm. they will do that on our behalf. And I think we need to really just take a moment to observe, is that happening? Am I doing that? Because that is not always a useful thing for for our kids. I think a couple of things, one, we have to really get a sense of talk to them and ask questions versus saying, you should go do this and you should go do that, which of course we're all guilty of, including myself, but more of like, tell me what you're thinking about. What are you thinking about pursuing? What gets, you know, what's exciting to you? Let's talk about that. How do we give you the tools to make sure that you're talking to people who are in that space. Um, Let's figure out, you know, I've noticed that you have this kind of skill or when you were working for DoorDash, you were amazing at optimizing your route. You know, you're really actually very Mm -hmm. analytical. Let's, is that something that you, did you enjoy that? Let's think about maybe that's a skill that you have that you didn't realize that I noticed. And maybe that's a way you can use that as you're looking for a full-time job. So I think as parents, we have a way of kind of giving another perspective to our kids. Sometimes they can't see it or they're so stuck in what they think they should be doing that we need to give them more of a chance of, you know, figuring it out, but also sharing what we observe. And that sometimes helps them to, you know, start to figure out their path and give them the same tools of what are your skills? Let's have you talk to people, talk to family when they come over for the holidays. I mean, that's another Ask the cousin or the uncle, like, what do you do for a living and how did you get there? You want your kids to be curious. 
And I think the other thing we need to be really careful of is, which I see happen a lot, parents want to make introductions, which I'm all for it. However, if your kid is not ready, if they have never spoken or sat down with someone or had a video conversation, or they don't know questions to ask, if they don't know how to talk about themselves, then it's not the right time because they're going to blow it and they're going to kind of I don't say ruin that connection that that person's not going to take a bet on your kid if they're not prepared because it's all about money and reputation and they're not going to go out on a limb for them if they don't feel confident that they can do potentially the work. So I'm all for introductions, but in the right time and when they've been prepped and, and they know what to say. I love that you led with make sure that you're tempering your ex, you know, you're not putting your expectations, your experiences on them to let them kind of grow and themselves. Would you recommend, you know, they, they graduated, would you recommend just getting into the job field no matter what initially and, and, and still, and working on your skills to find what you're passionate about? Because I see a lot of times young people who are paralyzed because that thing that they're passionate about is not opening up. So, you know, how, how would you guide them on that? Yeah, there's a balance. I, I see this a lot too. People say, well, should I take any job or should my kid take any job just to be working? Right. And the only challenge with that is like, it really depends on what it is. If it's something what I call like outfield, meaning it has nothing to do with your skills, nothing to do with your major. You just think you're doing it just to make some money. Um, you're going to end up probably not doing that job in a year from now. Like I, I see a lot of our clients come back or, or people come back to us and they say, I had a first job but I took it because everyone else was doing it, or I thought it would be good, but it had nothing to do with my major or interest. And then they're quitting anyway. So I would say, and I, but then there's a balance of like, do I take any job versus this whole idea of the dream job? I don't love that either. I don't yeah. think look, work is work. And even if it's a job that you think is what you aspire to, there's going to be days that it's hard and you may not love it or it may not be as fulfilling as you think. I think there has to be somewhere in the middle of Am I doing something that I feel connected to? Am I using the skills that I have? Is it able, am I able to grow in the skill set? Am I able to acquire new things? Do I see an opportunity here where I can really gain something that I want to be doing? And I think there, there has to be a balance. I don't love the desperation of any job and I don't love holding out for the dream job. There's some, there's somewhere in the middle. That's a good, that's good. That's a good perspective where even if they do get, you know, some kind of job, just, if they need it for financial reasons, have that understanding that this is temp until I can, until yeah. I can get into it as well. Yeah. That's, that's very, very good advice. So what does next great step do to help them? So what we do is we have this simple structured step-by-step -step approach that enables college students and grads to do two things. One is to get clarity on what should you do with your life? And we help you start to figure that out. We don't tell you, we give you the tools to kind of go through that discovery. And once you have that figured out, we then teach you how to actually go about getting the job that you deserve through the methodology that really shows how you can have a strategy and how you can add value to the people that you're talking to and they're going to, that's when they start coming to you be like, wow, I'm so impressed with how you articulated your skills and your value and what you can bring. I'm going to, I'm going to want to bring you on. So we work through these um, programs, these uh, two, three month programs with our students. And I'm really proud to say that over 90% of our clients are getting the job that they desire. And we are not headhunters. We're not recruiters. We're just giving them the tools of what it takes to actually be successful in, in landing that first job. 
So you talk about strategies. That's a new concept, I think, for a lot of parents and young people because they probably are not thinking of it in a strategic uh, manner. I, I love that that concept. Uh, and too, and, and when you talked about uh, youth finding someone that can help them through alumni, uh, I have a friend uh, named Bob Bodine who wrote, wrote a book called The Power of Who. Mm-hmm. And the premise of that book, and, and our audience is probably tired of me you know, promoting Bob's book, but great book is that the premise of it is that you already know everyone you need to know to get what you want in life. You just haven't been utilizing. You haven't asked them. Yes. Um, I agree with that. (laughs) Or there's plenty of people that, I mean, I can't even tell you that there's such camaraderie with just going to the same university. Yeah. Who doesn't love to reminisce about where you went to school with someone who's young, just like you, who was looking for a job. We were all in the same place. People love to talk about that. So to me, I just find that that's such an easy way to meet people and just say, like you, I went to the same school or I had the same major. You know, I'd love to just chat with people are very receptive to that. So would this services also be very useful for someone that maybe just went to a a two-year, a technical school or a community college as well? It absolutely can be. Yeah, absolutely. So whether it's a two-year or a four-year, absolutely can can be very supportive in both environments. So when they come through your program, what are some of the the ways in which your services are delivered to them? Is it just one-on-one? I mean, and if they were to come to you, what, what would they encounter here? So we provide our services two ways. We provide them through small group coaching. So we have four to five students together um, in a program over, uh, we meet together as a group for six weeks. And then during the second six weeks, they have access to the advisor. They get a couple of additional private sessions. Our clients love the group coaching uh, because it's just an incredible way of having camaraderie because everyone thinks they're the only one who doesn't have a job and that's not true. And then when you kind of come together, it's like, this is like your group and you're kind of like a little support group, you're doing it together. And then we do also offer one-on-one coaching. It's a 90-day program. The first six weeks are intensive. And then you have one-on-one coaching uh, as you're going through the process with your advisor to support you. So both are highly uh, effective. It's really just teaching this methodology. And what we found, it's not even just about getting the first job. It's like teaching you how to get the second and the third. Kind of all those skills that you should be learning in college but are not always taught, we're really making sure that you know how to manage this for the rest of your career. Mm. You uh, have something, anything that advice or, or, or services that you provide for, for parents, those, <laughs> those who may be the most, most anxious. Cause I can see, I can, I can visualize a parent being much more anxious about their kid graduating sometimes than maybe even the youth is maybe the young person's thinking, oh, I got time. I, you know, yes. I'm going to find yes. something. And mom and dad are like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's why, like ninety for ninety-five percent of the people who call us first are parents. Oh. So absolutely, yes. Parents are nervous and worried about it. And the best thing you can do is get on our newsletter because we speak to you about tips of mm. what you can do. So you can get that at our website on nextgreatstep.com. But also, that's why I wrote my this new book called The Next Great Step: The Parents' mm-hmm. Guide to Launching Your New Grad into a Career. And it really is, a, I think, a fantastic resource to give you those tips because so many parents say, well, I haven't looked for a job in 20 years. So I'm not even sure if I'm giving the right guidance or giving, you know, good advice. And the way we've laid it out is, you know, the first part of the book talks about the problem from the parent's perspective, what parents are thinking, what your kid's thinking, and then what employers are expecting. And the second half is the solution, which is really our step-by-step methodology that if you want to work through that, 
with your young adult, it's it's there for you to do that with them. You just said it, you know, when you said that the parent may be saying, Hey, I don't, I haven't applied for a job in 20 years. I don't know if I'm giving them the right advice. I can anticipate somebody in the audience going, well, how has it changed? How, you know, every, you apply for a job, you, you interview for a job. Isn't that the way it's been for, you know, ever since we've had this type of job. So how, how would you tell them it's changed some? I'm, I'm very curious too, to hear this. Yeah. So I get this great question. I get this question a lot. I actually think it's changed and then it hasn't. So, so here's what I think has happened. The technology has created some confusion about should I be just applying on Indeed and Glassdoor and Handshake? And is it about the, is it a numbers game? So I get that a lot of like, well, if I just apply to 50, 100, 200, isn't something going to hit? Like, like you're going to the casino. And my answer is, it's not about the numbers. It's not a volume game. It's not about tricking the algorithm and having all the right keywords. Yes, of course that helps in your resume, but that's not actually how people get hired. It's the way that we used to do it. I'll say you and I, or how parents used to do this, like, yes, like picking up the phone and making a connection and meeting somebody and forging a relationship tends to have a greater chance. But I think because we now just have this technology overlaid, it's like confusing of, well, should I apply online? Should I not? Should I only network? So the recommendation is I'm a big proponent of targeted networking initially to focus on, you know, start with 10 people who have a job that you want, 10 people who graduated in the last five to seven years. And you want to reach out to them on LinkedIn and saying, like you, I went to the same school. I noticed that you're doing this role. I have a major in that area. I'd love to connect and talk further. So get those connections going, see if you can get it. Likewise, you can go to somewhere like LinkedIn Indeed. But if you see a job, you have to come at it from multiple angles. You have to also see, all right, who else do I know that works for this company or that has this type of role that I can reach out to, to say, or, or finding just even the head of HR on LinkedIn saying, I recently applied to this position and I'm very interested and I feel confident that my skills are a strong match and I welcome the opportunity to speak with you. It's like, you have to have a real human connect to the online application or else it just goes into a black hole. You do need a physical person to get your resume off the pile yeah. and put it into the pile to move it ahead. And I think that's what people aren't clear about is that you need both. You need, you know, there's some technology, but I actually really think the relationships and calling people and scheduling, you know, conversations and networking is still one of the most effective ways to, to get hired. I was, when you were going through that, I was thinking back to back in the old days when I was coming out of school, you know, we had career fairs and, and employers were going to our, uh, major professors, the professors that were in our major departments, department majors, and giving them, you know, job openings, and they yeah. were relaying it. They were kind of doing that. And I see that still happening. It still happens, yeah. But I, I do think there is a, a, a disconnect that uh, of, of being able to find the, those opportunities uh, going forward. So I, I really value, I really value what you have, what you have created here. Because uh, it is a major need. Because our, our goal is to see you thrive and as adults thrive. And so, yeah. you know, getting them in those areas where they can feel most confident in their careers, man, that's going to, that's really going to help set up some, uh, you know, some other issues. 
help them overcome some of the issues that they may have to worry about. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm. How can our audience get in touch with you and connect with you? Sure. So we would love to talk with you. If you have an interest in not sure how to find that internship or first job, if you're a student or a parent, we would love to talk to you for a 20 minute complimentary consultation. Go to nextgreatstep.com and the upper right corner, there's a button that says let's talk and schedule a time with uh, me or one of my colleagues on my team. We would love that opportunity. If you also want to learn more about our process and how we do this, I encourage you to get the book, The Next Great Step, The Parent's Guide to Launching Your New Grad into a Career. We are actually an Amazon bestseller in um, three, number one bestseller in three categories. And you can go directly to Amazon or anywhere where you buy your books, Target, Walmart, it's, it's everywhere. And that's also a great way to get educated about how we support young adults. And, um, and you know, I think it'll be a great resource for you. Can they connect with you on social media channels as well? Absolutely. We are on every social media channel. We are on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on YouTube, um, everywhere. We're on, you, know, you can Google us. So nextgreatstep.com. We are everywhere. And uh, we've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate. We've been in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times. I was at NBC News last week. So you can definitely uh, find us and hear more about our message. And all those links uh, to her channels, uh, to her website, and, and link to her book are going to be in the show notes. So if you're watching on YouTube, as I always say, just look straight down. You'll find it. If you're listening uh, to us, go to your app, hit on the show notes, and, and you'll find all this information. Uh, Beth, I really admire uh, the, the organization that you have and the impact that you could have. It, I really, I, It's one of those things where I wish there was not a need. I'm so grateful that there are people who have got the passion and the energy and the expertise to pour into the people to help them uh, through this time because you know it, there is a need. I wish there wasn't, but there is such a great yeah. need. So thank you for, for the services that you provide. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's yeah. really been a joy. And it's one, and as I said at the beginning, it's one in our pre-conversation, you know, you get hit up for a lot of guests. And when when I, when uh, you and I connected on that uh, uh, site, I was like, mm, "This this one is this <laughs> this I gotta go for right now." So I just I just I stopped what I was doing to answer your email immediately because I was I am so grateful that we connected because I really value uh, value this service. So. Me too. And audience, thank you for sticking with us. Someone you know needs to hear this message, so please like and share and comment on this. Uh, so that this message can get out to as many people as can and without audience. And again, thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next week on our show. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. And follow us too on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates until our next show. Have a blessed day.